Hey everybody, this is Brooks, and we are having another classic episode this week with Dan's father, Jim. This is when he came on talking about guns, and how he grew up with guns, loved guns, all about guns. The memorial for Jim was this past weekend, and it was a beautiful service. A lot of people got up and talked about Jim, and one of the things they kept saying was how Jim would figure out something that you enjoy later on, months later, whatever, would show up and just be like, here, I found this thing, it reminded me of you, and just give it to you. Just little stuff like that. And then I remember this episode that Jim came on and he brought a special gift for me and it was a bowl of chocolate. And you know, I was on a diet at the time, but that chocolate was exactly what I needed. Thanks again, Jim, and you will be missed. Enjoy the podcast. I'm Brooks. I'm Dan. And it's After Work. Where we talk about the things we do after work. Yeah, not that boring stuff in the middle, like how I meticulously make these really realistic uh, geese, and I have them hooked up to drones with a long cable, and I, and I like... Uh, People oh, like people, live duck hunt. Like people purchase them for me goose because I, I spend a lot of time making these things so realistic. Like as a hobby? No, no, I make money off of this thing. You're it's like my, pr- my day that. job. What? Oh, that's my uh, during work podcast. Hey, what's happening? I'm Brooks. That's, I'm Dan. That's Dan. We got uh, super fan Jim here with us. Hey, howdy. And uh, he's joining to talk to us about something you'll find out about a little bit later. But, uh, Dan, I was on vacation last week. Oh, man. How was it? It was great. I went down uh, down to Las Vegas. Uh-huh. I flew uh, down I guess to Las- you can't talk about it then. Oh, no. <laughs> Is that true? No. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, it doesn't stay in Vegas. I brought it home with me. My memories. What happens in Vegas ends up on the internet. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's how, how it that's goes. That's a new term. Uh, I went down. Some friends of mine... I met up with some people last year. Your dad was looking at a picture of me wearing tights over there. Oh, yeah. And, at the uh, Tournament of Kings. At the Tournament of Kings with, with the Red Knight. And uh, he's showing it to the camera. He I thinks think, there's a camera. I think you guys picked the right uh, the right show to go to at Excalibur. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, so some friends of mine were like, hey, let's get back together, go down there, hang out, have a big old barbecue. It's pretty cheap for people to fly into Vegas from all around all around america it's yeah, like they it's want people hub. to go there so we got uh there was like there was like six of us staying in this house we got an airbnb off the strip a little ways and we just hung out and laughed and giggled and drank whiskey and had a big old barbecue it was all leading up to this barbecue okay that was on wednesday we showed up monday and my buddy, who is a chef, and one of them uh, from Canada, and uh, my other buddy, who's like uh, really good at barbecuing, he cooked up this huge brisket, and they made like all this great food, and we had a big old party down there in Vegas, and it was a blast. 
Did the Airbnb have a barbecue you guys used? The, the Airbnb did not have a barbecue. So what do you do when you don't have a barbecue and you're cooking brisket? You go buy a barbecue. Buy a metal garbage can? I was th- Yeah, you were talking to me about Just this. Poke some, poke some uh, skewers through it. Jim, what are you, uh, you a barbecuing guy? Uh, occasionally, yeah. Uh, do much smoking of meats or anything? Have you ne- tried that out? Nary a smoke, but I do, uh, I do barbecue once in a while. Dan got me a brand new Weber. Oh. About last year. Like the, uh, kettle one? Kettle. Weber kettle, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. I think you can pretty much, well, you just set up when you're doing smoking, you just put like your coals and then like some wet whatever next to it and yeah, it creates it's not, a smoke and then you put your meat on the other side it's not the same as a smoker where you can kind of have indirect heat mm-hmm. but you just gotta put your stuff off to the side so i mean yeah you can sort of so these guys woke up and uh like super early and put this actually it was two giant briskets there was planned on being 20 people there i think there was 15 people so i just had just stuffed myself full of brisket and all this great stuff and had a blast down there nice i only lost ten dollars gambling i was gonna ask you about that i only had one question for you in vegas how much did you gamble i gambled i sat down twice with five put five dollars in and immediately it was gone i was like all right well i lost ten dollars i'm good yeah that's a good way to do it i I usually just do twenty dollars once but yeah you Mm -hmm. know take twenty dollars in your hand throw it on the ground that's thrown away <laughs> you pick it up and then you play it because it's already thrown away hey i found this now yeah but yeah it was pretty fun so today what are we talking about today dan Ooh, i heard uh i heard that somebody is really into shooting yeah yeah baby your dad is really into shooting is that why is that what uh how'd you get into shooting uh jim um my grandfather and my father uh, would go hunting, mm-hmm. and uh, and my older brother would go all go hunting, and I'd go out uh, with them. But I couldn't uh, go out hunting. I was about ten or so, mm-hmm. so I would stay back at the trailer. They gave me a single shot, uh, twenty-two, and I was grumping about it. And they'd hand you a box of shorts, and you'd go shoot. Well, let's just say little odds and ends, you know, and by yourself in, any, uh, in camp. Any <laughs> animal that would dare to come too close to the trailer. There was no no animals. The, they didn't uh, come back with nothing, that, like unsuccessful hunt, and they came back and you had 20 squirrels just lined up. <laughs> I got dinner. I wish. I wish. It, it was Western Oregon when I started with them, mm-hmm. and Western Oregon's kind of hard to to actually a bag a, a deer it was always deer hunting mm-hmm. once in a while my dad would go elk hunting but uh, it started with that and then uh, when I got old enough my dad gave me his his old uh, military his old uh, sporterized military rifle and uh, then I would go deer hunting with him off and on for a few years was your dad in uh, World War II? To Korea. 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 Korea, yeah. And I don't know how, when <laughs> any of these happened. Yeah. <laughs> Korea's after World War II. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. By a few was. years. Yeah. We, we won that, right? Everything's yeah. fine over there in Korea? Well. Yeah, something happened. Ten- we split it up, maybe. Tensions are high, but it's been that way for 50 years. Since Korea. Yeah, yep. 50, 60 years, yeah. So, uh, and then... I remember going shooting when I was 
young also we just go out and go up in the middle of nowhere and set up targets mm-hmm. i uh i remember you taking me out hunting one time was that with grandpa deer hunting mm-hmm. probably yeah good with grandpa yep and uh nobody got nothing mm-hmm. uh but we just kind of drove out in the middle of nowhere wandered around looking for deer that didn't exist and then that was it deer that don't exist in eastern oregon turn out to be elk there's elk all over the place during oh, that's the, the problem yeah yeah, yeah. you were looking well for i didn't deer. know the difference so uh, i didn't see any elk either no. <laughs> that's the way it usually usually goes out there um shooting uh just recently uh you had tony on and he talked with passion about uh 40k mm-hmm. and it's like what can i talk about passion and i thought shooting right now i'm i'm using uh 22 pistols and and um and rifles and i just enjoy going shooting paper plates mm-hmm. i haven't been hunting in 20 30 years but paper plates and tin cans you make the tin cans pop mm-hmm. up and you see how accurate you can get and so tony inspired me to talk about things that i've been uh, passionate about he was he was a passionate uh oh yeah on that uh if you were going to describe this to uh somebody that was just getting into like a lot of people i was never raised with guns or anything but my dad had a 22 and he gave me a 22 on my 22nd birthday oh cool and it was like hey here's this thing i think he, he somebody gave it to him it's really old it's uh like a bolt action 22 rifle and uh but it's fun to just shoot around and 22s are like the smallest caliper that i mean is there much smaller than that just 17 but nobody just a neck down 22 anyway yeah they can be power more powerful but it's they're just fun they're cheap inexpensive and they're just fun it's just a hoot Mm mm-hmm it's definitely the cheapest round. Yeah. And after, uh, with my dad's, uh, it's a 1917 Eddystone, if anybody knows. It's a thirty out 6 And I would reload for it for uh, 30 years with Spear 150 grain bullet. And it was okay. And then I, I found a Nosler bullet, and it just came right in. What is a Nosler bullet? A uh, bullet is the component at the end. It's the actual projectile. Nosler's the brand. The brand. Okay. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. And uh, so uh, then they took away my bullet style, and then I went back to spear, and it was horrible. And it went from a, a two-inch group to a, a four- or five-inch group with spear. And then I, I came upon um, a Sierra That's- 165 boat tail so your target your accuracy went yeah. down from yeah yeah when i went backwards mm-hmm. and then uh, and we're talking 100 100 yards bench rest and that's uh and i would reload and i found the perfect load for that gun and in my day 100 yards um three shots cover it with a penny wow yeah that's pretty tight that's pretty tight and then if i took the fourth shot i'd get a flyer it'd be two or three inches away it's like ah either the component was loose or i flinched or whatever mm-hmm. so uh i would take four shots and one would be a flyer you don't count that one 
You, you just I say, say I'm really good. Best, best three out of four. That's what I'd say. Just, that one's an anomaly out there. <laughs> one day, one day I actually took three shots and had that penny cover them up. And I said, no, I'm not taking another one. <laughs> It'll be a flyer. I just know it. So, And I, I would reload that 30 6 And once I got that component to come in, I would, I would go out to the range and I would shoot. And it was a lot of fun. And uh, then, uh, then I started getting into handguns. Uh, our next door neighbor had, uh, in the middle of the night, she was a widow all by herself. And she called me in the middle of the night and said, somebody put a fist through her windows. Just she's standing right there by the back door and they were trying to get in. So what did I do? I just, I had a 22 rifle or I had a, a 30 six and both of them are long guns. And so I grabbed the 30 six and I said, this is stupid. And I went next door, this big, big rifle and uh, went next door and, and checked things out and he was long gone, but it scared her a lot. Just so, yeah. Tried to break in. Tried to break into her house. And unlock and get in there. Yeah. And she was really scared. So I went to G.I. Joe's next day and bought a twenty two revolver and for a, for just a security gun. That doesn't uh for security a twenty two seems like it's not gonna do much damage. Like it's a small uh small round and uh you might have to I mean Yep. Somebody will be able to they'll be able to run away true well i mean i guess that's what you well thing is most of the time when somebody gets shot they don't necessarily realize it Mm -hmm. and so it doesn't really matter what kind of round you shoot somebody with they might not notice it's got a lot of adrenaline and they're being shot at and then with a 22 they just have a lot more time to do whatever they were gonna do Mm -hmm. not knowing they got shot before they bleed to death yeah so uh after I had a handgun, I really enjoyed a handgun, and somebody at work, oops, oh, can't go there. Somebody at somebody a, at a place that a you place like to go to, or that I have whatever, like hang to go out. To. Thirty-six years, I go to this same place, yeah, up and down, and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this fellow had a three fifty-seven Magnum, and so I bought that, and uh, I reloaded for it also, and boy, was that fun! It's just a fun gun. The trigger was uh, gone through. And it's it's just a great little gun. And then you can shoot thirty eight caliber through it. And I'd go out to the range and I'd load them really hot and make it flare and stuff. So, uh, yeah. So you keep saying reloading. Oh, yes. I know what that means. Dan knows what that means. But uh, that seems like a, a thing all on its own. Like uh, you have to get special tools and you're loading, reloading ammunition with your own stuff however you like doing it yes how'd you get into that uh my grandfather had a reloading for zot six okay and and i inherited that uh, with all the components that went along with that and um you take an empty cartridge of any size that you have Mm -hmm. and you size it with a die and then you put a primer in the bottom of it you uh, fill it full of the correct powder, an amount, and you put a projectile at the end. And, uh, and then you crimp it all down. And it's sized for the, the gun you're shooting, like a .30-06. And each gun in a .30-06 likes a particular bullet, Some even in the same hmm. uh, brand. Uh, they like it just a little bit different. I could see how, like, if you're shooting with a certain 
like brand of ammo for long enough doesn't the barrel get like grooves in it like kind of i don't i've I'll, i've learned all, dan's looking at me and smirking i've learned all of this from csi cool and they're like hey you can tell the gun by you shoot and the projectile gets some sort of scratches in it and you can match it up that's that, true maybe it's the rifling has the rifling the yeah, rifling that's why they call it a rifle yeah and then if you have a ding ding somewhere in the rifle it gets a very distinctive mark that's ingrained in the rifling you but also, they could they could be used to some certain thing i don't know yeah. works better with I don't know, Dan. Stop judging me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I and then I got into nine millimeter hand handgun Browning high power remake. It's not a Browning high power, but I enjoy, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, reloading that. And then somebody gave me a thirty eight caliber nineteen forty seven handgun, or I I bought it. And so uh, over the course of uh, a few last twenty years. I've had and gave away or sold most of my guns, so I'm down to 22 and 30 out six again. So and but it, the 22 is just so much fun. And if somebody was to go want to get into shooting or reloading or anything like that, there's some things to consider for the future, which is green bullets. Let's get on the green train. What is green? I've never heard that. Well, green bullets. Um, I just started doing some research because. Uh, uh, bullets usually are made of lead and you can get lead's a heavy metal and it can contaminate oh mm. the water system and it's also um, toxic to humans if you handle them or it's a heavy metal so a green bullet refers to the component the projectile is made out of a green bullet and or the way you shoot uh, they have a bullet trap nowadays it's just like a easy bullet trap would be to take a garbage can, fill it full of sand, and fire into the garbage can. Okay. It's a bullet trap. The, the sand stops the bullet. So, and so it's contained. So it's not in a hillside. Yeah, or it gets into the water. And I, I'm starting to consider that stuff now and maybe not shoot lots and lots of not rounds. Not just <laughs> randomly fire off yeah. into the Willamette. Yeah. <laughs> At least start to consider about being responsible, because mm -hmm. I, I, you go out to the woods and you see, you see where, where things have been shot before, and, and not that I've done it. Oh yeah, <laughs> but uh, you can see what uh, has happened before and what I, I've done before, and you say, you know, I could do better. So, yeah, there's a lot of times or a few times. From my youth, I think we all regret things from our childhood. Oh. Be like, oh, we're dumb, and bringing a TV out into the woods and shooting it may or may not have been the best move. I was, I, I witnessed it. It was my idea. Somebody had an old TV, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you know, TVs are. And did you also light a mattress on fire while you're out there? No. Okay. Uh, I, I noticed that he hesitated the appropriate amount of time before saying no. I. Why would I do that? <laughs> you also watched that happen? 
I also and then warmed your hands. <laughs> I warmed my hand by that mattress fire. Nothing gets you warmer on a cool day like a burning mattress, Dan. See, when I think... That's uh, what my grandpa always used to tell me. When I think green bullets, I think uh, green tips, which are like phosphorus that like light up at night so you can see them, tracer rounds. I think, I think they are. They also have um, real green tips made of... I'll just call it plastic because I'm not sure exactly. Teflon. Teflon or or nylon uh, tips. And uh, the military was even thinking about using green bullets and starting, starting here and there. As in, they already have a semi-green uh, bullet. It's copper jacket, full, full metal jacket, and copper's uh, the lead. Mm-hmm. And they're starting to do steel cores and things like that a lot of research has gone done in, into that i hear depleted uranium is really good it is for tanks yes so you got a lot of density there yes. spent uranium and if you don't yes. use and if you just use non-depleted uranium then that's the not green <laughs> not the very very right. hot um you're apparently spent uranium i am not an expert but apparently it's very dense very heavy much more than lead much more and and it's uh so when it shot at a tank let's say or armor mm-hmm. it tends to go through a little, lot faster yeah yeah so i i'm you- i have not tried any of any of that stuff just odd six 38 nine millimeter you 40, don't know 45 you don't know the sectional density of a depleted uranium 50 caliber round? No, but I can tell you the sectional density of any other bullet. All right. I have manuals. Let's hear what's the sectional density of that nozzler that you like oh, so much. It escapes me. Oh, okay. All my, as a matter of fact. Tony um, would know. Yes, he would. <laughs> All, um, since um, one of the things that I've noticed about shooting is if you're very passionate about it, you need to go out and shoot. And if you need to go out and shoot, you need to have ammo. And and when I go out, I, I reload, and then I go out and shoot some, and then I need to reload some. So I go to the sporting goods store, and I buy components, powder, primer, and then I, I load them up. And so that's an expense. And I take the time, I reload them, and that's a lot of fun. And then you take the time and you go shoot them, mm-hmm. and you just keep doing that. And it's it's um, it's kind of expensive after a while in okay. time and energy and in cost. This is like the main reason I don't do most things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anything yeah. that's yeah. like, hey, this thing is five hundred dollars. Yeah. Plus so much every time. Plus you fifty time, fifty dollars every time you go. Plus fifty yeah. bucks every time you want to go out and shoot this thing, mm-hmm. or do anything with this thing. But I appreciate shooting. I do too. And I like I like going out. I just still only have I now have a like a shotgun, but Ooh. it's just a it's a bolt action shotgun also, Ooh. and it holds three three rounds in the clip and one in the chamber wow so it's it's also very very old but it shoots and but going again hanging out with anybody else that has any newer shotgun and we're shooting skeet or something like that and all right i'm out and they're like oh i have 12 more rounds here i i get to keep going with have you got so you've stayed more classic with most things you haven't got into any of the newer i know dan's in 
he he's into polymer guns and Glocks uh-huh. and Smith and Wessons and um, if you can't clean it in the dishwasher, I mean, what good is it? <laughs> exactly. No, I am old school. Um, I'm not a personal carry person, which is, you know, for personal defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they tend to be smaller guns, lighter weight guns, polymer guns. I like the old-fashioned, heavy-duty, all-metal uh, sliding frame, 45, 9-millimeter sliding frame, and or a revolver. Uh the old school's just a lot of ho- a fun. Mm-hmm. It really is. And uh, professionals, uh, military, uh, policemen, uh, paramilitary, they all like the Glocks and the, there's another couple of names out there. But they, because they're, they're professionals and they use them every day and they want them very dependable. And so they, they have a brand. Mine, I just, it's like the difference between a, a Corvette and and a an old uh, an old Volkswagen, you know, one's a good looking and well, and the other one you got to work on a lot. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, you got to work on both of those. So you're yeah. into the old one. <laughs> um. So yeah. you're into the one that you need to work on more, keep them clean, make sure. Uh, we could. I was going to say you used to have an El Camino. I just heard you got rid of it. Yeah. But uh, would it be like? You are into the El Caminos and cops and people that just are driving Hondas. They're just perfectly <laughs> straight and shoot every, I don't know. Yes. Something, I know what analogies you're going for. I'm going for something here. Yeah. I'm, I'm always trying gotta to have something. reliability. Reli- yeah. Reliability. Yeah. So, Dan, what about you, man? You got, you, you picked up what you're, you're seeing your dad and, uh, yeah. So, learn a little bit from him. Along- took it into another. Yeah, kind of right as I, uh, you know, went out on my own, became an adult, I went out and, you know, and I got a shotgun. That was my first gun. <clears throat> and we'd, me and maybe my friends would go out and we'd go shoot and they had some guns too. And so, you know, throw some, throw some skeet around and, and all that stuff. And then, uh, and then I ended up getting a, uh, an AR-15 Ended up getting like a nine millimeter, like he said. I got a um, Smith and Wesson M and P nine millimeter. Is that a handgun? It's a handgun, yeah. Nine mil, like a Glock, but it's a, just a different mm-hmm. brand. And um, yeah, and I was big into it way back when, and then probably took a decade off where I just didn't do it at all. You were raising your raising your child. That's right. Yep. And, uh, yeah, in the last couple of years here, I just started getting back into it a little bit and, uh, it's, it's fun. But like I said, it's, it's not for me, it's not that it's that expensive because when I was super into it a long time ago, I would just like go buy a bunch of ammo and go buy a bunch of ammo. And then after I stopped <laughs> shooting, I'd still go buy a bunch of ammo. You'd be like, Hey, this is on sale. Yep. And so I just ended up with all this ammo that was just sitting there. And so now when I get to go, I don't have to pay anything. Yeah, past Dan took yeah. care of all that cost. <laughs> yeah, and those it, dollars are way overinflated now. It is uh, it is crazy how, like, some of these guns, like, one round will be, like, $4 or something like that. Yeah, we uh, when we went all, we all went out shooting a while back, and uh, Mike... 
guy whose house we went to let me shoot his 454 Kazool. Mm. And a big bad boy. Yeah. What is that? Uh, it sounds cool. Well, the one that I shot was a lever action. Um, so like, you know, 20, 24 inch barrel lever, lever gun and the 454, that's the caliber. So basically it's like a 45 long Colt that's bigger. So 45 long Colt, like cowboy gun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so it's just, it's a much, much more powder behind it. And, uh, it's got a big old bang anyway, but those are like two, three, four or $5 each, depending on how fancy around you buy. Mm-hmm. True. A friend yeah. of mine had a 455, 454 Casul, and I'm not sure, but I think the name of the gun was, it was a revolver, Raging Bull. I think that was the name of the gun. <laughs> the Raging Bull. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And the first day he got it, he took it out to, to, uh, to the forest, not the range. I'm not sure about that. But then he would, he fired two or three rounds out of a five cylinder and he said it it hurt it bruised his hand and he <laughs> and he never shot it again oh man <laughs> it, it's just a big bad boy gun the only reason you need that is if you're got bears coming at you hunt, hunt an elephant <laughs> no bear, no no just if bears. you're hunting an elephant use a rifle okay you want this gigantic handgun because if a bear's running at you you can yeah. shoot them and they might care Maybe. I try and stay away from bears. <laughs> well, I mean, bear bells yeah. and pepper spray. My uh, my my wife, her grandpa, lived in Ohio, out in the country, had like 150 acres, like whatever, two hours from the closest big town, and I don't know if you heard about like wild boars are going crazy all over America. And he ha- he got to a point where he had to carry, like, a shotgun wherever he would go, like, walking because these crazy wild boars would just be running rampant. Yeah. And he would just be like, I don't, uh, I just have to carry it for the boars. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. You don't want an old yeller. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar, <laughs> old yeller was a dog set in the 1850s or 90s somewhere in that in a movie and he got bit and chewed up by a a hog it was a hog it was it was a what did you call those boar boar uh, yeah pecorina or a javelina or or one of those boars and he got hydrophobia and got infected and they had to put him down they it had was to put him down. sad yeah those boars they're they're mean old animals well yeah so back to the shooting part uh, as i'm as i'm shooting um and spending all this money and time and energy i'm going you know i i don't need to do that i can use a 22 so i started selling off and giving guns away and dan got a couple of them and towards the end i even gave my um I reloaded 130-06 bullets, and I said, this should last me the rest of my life. And then I gave away the uh, all the reloading equipment. I asked Dan first. <laughs> he said he didn't want it. And uh, now I have t- 22s, and uh, those you, they're inexpensive uh, ammunition. You can buy them at any sporting goods store. A box of 500 or something. Yeah. Now it's like $20. $20 but, for 500 But when I was stocking up on sale, 
I used to buy those boxes of 500 for $7. Ooh, so how much you got? Uh, well, I don't know. I got a ammo can full of them. I mean, yeah, thousands. I don't know. Like 10 boxes. Enough to last you for the rest of your life? Yes. You could go out for an afternoon every weekend and just shoot until the cows came home. I don't know. Yeah, shoot cans. don't shoot those cows. Don't shoot. Well, I probably they wouldn't come home if you're out there shooting. They'd probably be a little scared. Yeah. To come at you. That's right. And so, uh, <laughs> just to make sure that uh, that I don't I hide my gun locker key so that nobody can go in there. Yeah. And maybe I'm the only one that knows where that gun locker key is. So I have something for Dan here in this little box. Uh oh, what is it? Oh. oh. It wouldn't happen to be a gun locker key, would it? Oh, spoilers. Th- oh, it was a spoiler alert for sure. <laughs> and here it is. Here's a gun locker key, and it says Jim's gun locker key. Oh, man. Just in case anybody Just, was uh, yes. wondering. And you keep that at your house, and when I'm... When you start... When I when start... When start saying things... Slobbering out the side of my can't. mouth. <laughs> oh, and there's a, uh, a special uh, key fob on here, a little key ring. It's uh, it's a, a, a uh, spent, a, a, yeah, a shell from a thirty-eight special. Cool. It, yeah, it's a cute fob. Oh, thank you. Uh, so let's bring it back to safety. I know, uh, I know a lot of people are scared of like shooting because they think it's not safe. But whenever I go out shooting, I go out with people who know, like. And are like extra, extra safe. Like, so what do you guys do for for safety wise? I don't know. Yeah, usually shooters are super safety conscious Mm -hmm. because uh, it it hadn't always been that way. And I think that's why uh, uh, people are generally uh, concerned because there there have been a lot of issues over the years, but especially any kind of range or uh or anything like that where you're getting together and there's some structure to it there's just tons and tons of rules Mm -hmm. and so pretty much you you know you follow the four rules of gun safety which is treat all guns like they're loaded Mm -hmm. all the time uh never point the gun at anything that you do not want to destroy uh always be sure of your target and what's behind it and keep your finger off the trigger until you're ready to shoot and if you follow all four of those rules shoot this can off my head is one of the rules no don't do that no only with an arrow and an apple (laughs) i think that's (laughs) apocryphal that didn't happen story (laughs) it happened but it was a one-eyed guy half (laughs) of (laughs) course yeah yes safety is a a paramount when you're out shooting and, Mm -hmm. and uh um, there are there are certain certain things like you don't want anybody in front of you while shooting, it, and uh, it's a uh, that's just one of those uh, things that you do. Yep. Um, I also have something here for uh, Brooks. What do you got for um, me? Uh, oh my! Years and uh, <laughs> I have got some nuggets right here. Some nuggets. They are. Percy's chocolates, because I know you like. Oh, I do like candy. candy. Oh, I like candy. I love no. candy. Now, I know you guys have uh, 
whiskey uh, tasting and whiskey in this. So I made sure I brought a cold beverage for you guys, and there's more in there. But oh yeah, what do you got there? Root beer. You got some root beer. <laughs> but I decided to say cold one. <laughs> I'm drinking. Uh, I'm drinking a, a polar seltzer mandarin flavor i'm also drinking a polar seltzer mandarin mine's already i'm drinking two now (laughs) that other one come so uh so i'm going to like a 22 is something that anyone can like it's got no kickback no kick what time when did you first take dan about what age do you think you took him out 10 or so 10 maybe 8 9 10 and uh and you just showed me a video of Dylan, Dan's son, out there. With Jennifer, my wife. With your wife. Yeah. So and does your wife go out shooting with you sometimes? Yes. And she was proficient. Uh, I showed uh, Brooks a picture of uh, Jennifer and Dylan. And uh, Jennifer's going over some of the fine points of uh, twenty-two um, semi-automatic pistol with Dylan and Dylan just got done shooting and she's making sure that the gun is empty Mm -hmm. and so uh, she's pretty proficient and uh, there for a while she was a better shot than I was she has good eyes oh yeah so be careful Mm -hmm. don't 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 do anything wrong don't yes dear (laughs) (laughs) she'll be listening to this hey what about that game wow Oh, yeah. What about that? Oh, that game. Oh, the big man. game. Yeah. It's going on right now. For all you listeners out there. Oh, that was a hard one oh, yesterday. Man. Oh, Those yes, Blazers yesterday. really, really did a, oh, a job. Oh, man. Wow. I wish they wouldn't have done that thing or I, good for them for doing that other thing. I forgot the score. It's, it was it, a close it, one. Yeah. <laughs> or not. Who knows? Yep. Yep. I Who forgot knows? also. So, uh, you taken Dylan out? Have you brought Dylan out shooting very much? Very much, Dan? Not very much. Uh, it's something he's interested in. He is not as interested as I was. I would say, mm-hmm. but yeah. But he also likes to read and uh, play chess. He's really good at school. He's good at school. I was not. So mm-hmm. you know, he's got other things on he's his mind. He's got other things that'll bring him places. <laughs> yes. He was enjoying it, but. He needs to be well-rounded, uh, Dylan, and so, oh, maybe take him to Malibu Grand Prix, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, Ooh. I'd love that. Go see some car racing? Uh, do some car racing. Do Malibu some... Grand, Grand Prix, Prix is a, uh, is a... a miniature go-karts. Yeah. In... Oh. Yeah. He's getting of that age. He is. It's time. And those little go-karts are very fast and it scares scares me when i get in some of those so the kids are a lot better drivers sometimes i just went i just went cold all right so Uh, yeah you got anything last to say about shooting um no no all right well uh now it's time for the little thing jim's favorite thing jim's favorite part of the show that we like to call around so uh so dan you were you were at home this last week yep when i was not at home what were you up to man oh uh 
I got some uh, I got some work done, and uh, my wife brought home a picture. Picture. This is a big project that I did. Big project. <clears throat> How big is this picture? It's four Meters. by eight. Four by eight. Four, or four by, by eight. Four inches. by That's six. Four by six feet. That's a giant picture. It is massive. Is it like a velvet painting of Elvis? It's close. Graceland. It is close. Yeah. Uh, it is an oil painting with like a six-inch wooden frame around it, and it's yeah. Six inch wooden frame. Wow, yeah, I'm. T- this thing is big. It is massive, and so it was my job to mount it on the wall, which is no small feat. So I got some mounting wire, <clears throat> and uh, I uh, could not find my stud finder, which I ordered another one. So now I have. A- I thought the stud finder is just a, a magnet. Yeah, that's you what I did. Tap yeah, and I tap, tap, like, tap, 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 tap. That's tap. yeah. I went back to the old school. Um, so I found that stud and the stud was just slightly off of center. I was not going to put this painting, not in a stud because it's so big. Massive. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's not really off. It's the wall goes around the corner. So it being centered on the wall, isn't necessarily the most important thing because there's some Mm -hmm. space issues going on there. So, uh, it's like just one, like a little, uh, a little fastener, like a little hanger mm-hmm. with, uh, with a big nail that goes through it at an angle into that stud that's rated to hold 80 pounds. This picture is probably only like 25 pounds cause it's canvas. So it's, oh, okay. it's not very heavy. It's not like a mirror. Mm-hmm. I did one of those last year and that was much heavier, but, uh, it was a little, a little tricky getting that thing all strung up and mounted Mm -hmm. but uh i managed i managed i also do you got something i got some more all right i also uh i got a new tool oh tool corner we gotta get a new uh we got a a tool spotlight here new tool so i got the 36 volt this is my first 36 volt makita uh, so I got the 36 volt dual battery, uh, blower, a new blower. Oh man. Leaf blower, a leaf blower. Well, it'll blow anything. Only leaves. Uh, well, exclusively for leaves. I, I got one better than that. He's got a 36 volt Makita. Uh huh. I got a 54 tine rake <laughs> for leaves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, oh, uh, old school, I hooked this thing up, you know, and it's, it basically, it looks like a full size gas leaf blower. It's uh-huh. big. This thing's pretty big. Like my arm was tired when I finished using it cause it blows hard mm-hmm. and you're holding it with one hand yeah, and you're blows. Yeah, it blows. And, uh, because I got out there like a while ago and I blew the leaves off our driveway uh-huh. and I had this little dinky blower with a little attachment and it, it did the job, but the area was so big that it just didn't have enough power to really mm-hmm. move everything. This thing was just a beast. So it, I got it like a super good deal, like price dropped on Amazon and I was like, okay, yep. Getting that. Cause I was so frustrated. For it's leaf blowing season. It, it is. There's, I, I blew off all the leaves and then an hour later, there's more leaves there. More leaves. But 
I got it. So, you know, I'm just going to keep doing it. What is it that, uh, that walnut tree that's like I think across a, from your driveway? Yeah, I think it's a walnut tree because there's a lot of like bits of nuts down in there too. You don't have any trees, right? No, What's there's the, three uh, trees out in front on the strip by the street like who's i mean if somebody has a tree with a whole bunch of that drops all its leaves who's responsible it's just wherever the leaves fall if the leaves fall on your driveway it's your job do it i mean would it be like would it be uncouth to just blow them into their driveway i just blow them back into their yard okay what What do do you you say jim how do you feel about that um i have heard stories of neighbors and some of them aren't very good. <laughs> I'm telling you, apparently garbage or leaves or landlines do not make good neighbors sometimes. Depending on the neighbor. Yeah, depending on the neighbor. If, and it, I, if, I have it was seen, a pain, if it was a pain-in-the-butt neighbor, he might just blow yeah. it back onto his side. I've seen a lady in the neighborhood, and, uh, and she's a nice lady, and she'll come over and edge our lawn, and she'll come over and clean a drain on the next street over, mm-hmm. and she takes care of uh, uh, elderly that can't get out there, their, uh, their lawns. So she's a, a really nice, and she put me to shame, and so I, I walked over to the other neighbors, and, and uh, I was raking my leaves, and I said, well, this lady puts me to shame, so I would rake her late her leaves up yeah i mean you know when i'm uh whippersnipping my lawn i uh i'm edging along with my little whippersnipper mm-hmm. and i i get over into the neighbor and i uh you know kind of clean up you got a car parked over there and there's some grass growing up around it and i just and then i i talked to him and i was like you know i'm, I'm never sure how sure how far i should mow over into your yard mm-hmm. when i when i do that front part but uh, no, I don't really blow the leaves back yeah. into their yard. I just blow them into the street. Down the down the hill they go. Yeah, there they Somebody go. Somebody else's problem. So I also got. Um, let's see, I got some extra um, solar motion lights. Remember I told you guys I put a bunch of these up in the backyard on before. the fence line. Yeah, on the fence, so that at night it's actually really nice. If you were to walk around our house at night. You would basically, it's like pitch dark out there, but as soon as you start walking in the yard, boom, 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 you got lights every, you know, 15, 20 feet or something like that. And so I got a couple more. I put them up in the front yard. Um, I know that the, the last time I got them, uh, I, I, I bought some for my dad also. He said he liked them. So I bought some more and I am, so I just got a good deal on uh, a couple of two packs. I put a couple up in the front yard, and I got a couple more here for. It's like we. It's like Christmas down here, this, guys. Yes, this is a solar motion. We were just talking about putting some uh, motion sensors out on the front porch. Well, there you go. Because uh, the post office has been changing our routes, and the postman comes around at seven thirty at night with a headlamp on, and we don't have the porch light turned on, so a motion sensor would be really cool. Thank you, Dan. No, you're welcome. Now, uh, when tomorrow, when my wife and I listen to this or whenever, she's going to say, hey, where are those motion sensors for the front porch? I'll, I'll cut this part out. Whoa, easy. <laughs> and uh, She'll so, never know. So I was, <laughs> you know, organizing all of my tools and everything and uh, was talking to my dad about uh, power tools and stuff like that. And, and he was saying that... Uh, well, I, I basically uh, surmised that 
uh, he might have use for some uh, some uh, old uh, wow, hand-me-down the, Makita tools. The gifts just keep coming. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's because I was mentioning to him that I have to bring my... Whoops. Man, that's I a real tool bring, right there. Yes, it is. A drill and a and a, dr- a drill driver. Oh yeah! Don't oh, forget chargers. about this charger. Holy cow! There you go. This is what you get for being a number one fan oh, of man. After Work. I'm gonna with have Dan to... and Brooks. Yeah. I got a a brand new set of uh, brushless Makita drill driver. I got the dual battery charger, and it came with two five amp hour batteries. And it was it was such a great deal that I just had to buy it, like just for. I really wanted a couple extra batteries, and I really wanted that double charger, which I love. Mm-hmm. And just to buy those batteries and the charger would have been more than the two hundred bucks that I paid. And so uh, I got I have these extra, and I said, "Wow, I'll just keep these around, and I'll keep them as a, like a little portable, ready to go." Mm-hmm. And I've never. Never needed it. Never. Uh, so, I thank you, Dan. I I have uh, you know, I have a good use for these. Um, I have a deficit as drills at, at home. Mm-hmm. I have uh, three toolboxes. Uh, I got uh, a top and a bottom box at another place that I can't aforemention. Yep. But it's got professional grade tools in it, and uh, it's Milwaukee. I have there. Oh. When I want to do a home project, I steal from the other place you borrow i borrow it and i bring it home and then i lug it back and so this will be i'll have a a drill for both places and you're gonna miss it when you go and use that milwaukee oh i love the milwaukee because it's small and and compact it's a 12 volt it's a 12 volt like um, the smaller lighter ones and does it say m12 on it yeah m12 yeah yeah yeah. um i um i work a lot I, do, I can't tell you what I do. He does it's things. Not work. I do things. He does things I just sometimes. Do things. Yes. He does things for fun, for the joy of it. For the jo- pure joy of it. It's just that when you do things, a drill speeds things along. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I never quite understood when I was buying these. I was like, why do I need both of these? Mm-hmm. Because in the past, you just you would use your drill to screw things in also you know you just put the bit thing in the but it's so nice to have a drill and a driver you, screw, you, you drill, drill your hole and then you yeah mm-hmm. it, the driver has a quick disconnect and so you just screw uh put one in and put one out it's just that that convenient and i've i've standardized brooks told me to standardize on those uh t25 star bits oh man star those, bits those are the best everything I should have brought uh, star bits. I I got one at at the other place aforementioned. We came up with some extra extra star okay. drivers, and uh, and they had to come home. Sometimes you can't have things at that other place. Nope. Yeah. So every basically every screw that I've ever put in at my house is all is all those T twenty five. I've uh, I've started getting into my kids of the age. I mean. I got a seven-year-old and a four-year-old, and I remember starting out, this was like cordless drills were just beginning to be a thing, and they were crazy expensive. Oh, yeah. But everything was hammer and nail. 
so it was like <laughs> my dad just gave me a whole bunch of nails and a, a board to hammer into but now i do like no like little like very little actual using of a hammer right everything's drill and i'm like trying to get my kid into it be like hey here's a hammer and nails and he's seeing me use a drill and i'm like i guess it's still you get some good coordination getting used to using a hammer and nail and you toughen up your thumbs you toughen up your thumbs get them smashed a few times you learn to be better coordinated but uh but I want to just, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stick to the hammer and nail for my kids. I'll, there you he'll go. graduate up to the drill. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got no listener feedback this week, but since we have Jim here, mm-hmm. would yes. you like to give us any feedback? The feedback that I gave you I would like to give you was, is when you're on the air, your guests have been so. Um, like your wife, she sounds like the nicest lady over the air. I'm sure that's yeah, true. Yeah, if the air makes her sound like the nicest oh, lady, doesn't it? It's something about the microphone. <laughs> yeah, oh man, I think so. And when I heard Rebecca, <laughs> she's so gracious on 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 live, and and those two people stick in my mind. It's like wow, you you have a good presence. We really lucked out with yes, our wives. Did. Yes, you did. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I assume, uh, what is it? Uh, what is it? I don't respect a I don't respect a man who didn't marry up and do you know what jim what i deeply 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 respect you (laughs) deeply yeah Yeah. (laughs) good because she's gonna be listening (laughs) yes (laughs) well i think uh i think everybody should find somebody if you don't own any guns i think you should find somebody that does and uh they would probably i would guess be more than willing to share their love of guns with you and they'd uh, they'd love to take you out and you know show you all the safety things and everything and there's a lot of fun to be done find find some organized event where you can go and watch other people do things and a lot of fun to be had and get out there with some friends and uh enjoy some shooting all right see y'all next time after work Thank you.